When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. So many of us, no matter what business we're running, how long we've been running it, definitely struggle with the sales pitch. Today's guest is Tori Kopke and she has some hard truths to share with us about why we struggle so much with sales and how we can overcome it. Tori, welcome back to the Flying Solo podcast. Thank you, Lucy. I'm so glad to be here today. You have been on the podcast before, but it seems like it was a long time ago, certainly probably pre-COVID. So I wanted to kick off by letting you do a bit of a plug for your business because a lot of what you do is very relevant to our community and I'm sure that there's people in the community that could do with knowing about the business and what it is that you do. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I think it was pre-COVID the last time that that we had a good chat. Um, so I am a business coach for rural businesses, so your country businesses really spread out um, all across regional Australia, which is an amazing, amazing thing that, you know, Zoom allows us to do that I get to work with businesses all over the country. And then I also have an online community of rural business women. And through that, we have um, masterclasses and community events all virtually. So this was pre-COVID that this was found did because really um, we're, ge- we're quite geographically isolated and finding like-minded women in a town of, you know, 400 people is very challenging. And so that's why I turned to the online space to really start bringing these women together online. And I feel really fortunate that I have the opportunity to do that and really just facilitate so many connections and relationships. And it's, um, it's fantastic. But yeah, one thing I see so many people struggle with is selling, their selling processes, their confidence around selling. And as a business coach, it's something that I run into a lot is, um, yeah, the confidence around selling. Yeah. And I wonder just on the point about, you know, when you first started the business, obviously working remotely to other people who weren't in sort of rural and regional areas was sort of, you know, it was sort of something that we were trying to get our heads around, wasn't it? Um, now I, now it's normal. And isn't that extraordinary that in such a short period of time, the whole idea of that working and networking and even doing your business coaching remotely is just such an an established reality. It really is. And I I think it's one of the biggest blessings from COVID is how widely accepted remote working has become. Because before, gosh, I remember at the end of our first virtual or our second virtual summit in March, it was like March 18th, 2020. Um, We had an amazing virtual summit with 500 women across regional Australia, and we had 18 speakers across two days. It was an incredible event, but I, you know, by the end of the month, people were completely shutting down and and that was suddenly the way of the future for, for conferences and events, which for me, as someone who is located regionally and can't get to conferences and events, 
it's great. It's fantastic. So the access is really increased for those of us in, in regions. And, and I feel really blessed by that. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think then, just to take your earlier point there about, you know, obviously what we're discussing in sales, what do you think the whole idea of selling remotely has raised its own issues and for people who might have struggled with that anyway, sort of in a face-to-face sort of environment? Definitely, because I think that, you know, selling is to me is all about building relationships and and nurturing relationships. Mm -hmm. And so it's really difficult if you're not fully invested and fully committed to nurture relationships in an online space and to do it, you know, over Zoom versus in person. So of course it brings up all of these issues and your visibility increases tenfold if you're trying to be visible online compared to be visible at, you know, a networking event. And so it's definitely going to bring up uh, those sort of confidence issues and, and underlying challenges that you might have. Yeah. So if we're someone who is starting a business, which let's face it, is most of everybody that's listening, it's, it's, it's kind of normal to assume from the outside that we are fairly confident because we need to back ourselves in order to start a business. But obviously something happens when we get further into it that makes us start to doubt ourselves. Is that self-doubt part of this struggle? I think without a doubt, it's, it's, it is, it is that self-doubt. It's that imposter syndrome and that comes up and rears its ugly head. I think no matter what stage you are in business, it's always usually in a growth stage when you're doing something uncomfortable, when you're doing something you've never done before, you get really uncomfortable and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel fun to be challenging yourself. When you're in those kind of challenging moments, self-doubt comes up. And of course, sales feel uncomfortable and they feel hard. And, but I think it always goes back to building relationships and having really solid foundation of relationships when you're selling. Absolutely. So if we were starting um, out or we, or we'd recognize that we had a problem with this, um, you did write a fantastic article for us um, a few weeks ago now about some hard truths around this. So I want I want you to tell us this because I feel like this is something we need to hear in a way in order to digest it and make difference. So what's sort of like the first hard truth then? Okay, so first hard truth about sales is that if you don't know what you're selling, no one else knows what you're selling either and they're definitely not going to buy. And I'd love to dive into this because I think a lot of people get quite confused about what they're selling. You know, am I selling myself? Am I selling um, this program or this program? And they get really disjointed almost in the pitch. And so if you can't be really clear about what your offer actually is, then you're not going to be able to communicate that clearly to your audience and that won't convert to a sale. So if you're struggling and tripping up with the packaging and the pricing and really understanding um, the benefits of what you're selling, then there's no way that's going to convert into a sale. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important that at the foundational level, to get crystal clear on your packaging so that you can actually convince your audience of what you're selling. And what do you think about actually practicing this like to yourself before you even get on the phone? I'm a huge, huge believer in this. So I actually have a group coaching program running right now. We're in our last week and it's called Cultivating Confidence to Smash Your Sales. (laughs) And one of the activities, I always give the ladies homework and one of the activities is, okay, you, you need to go 
to the mirror and you need to pitch your product or your pack or your service to yourself over and over again and say it out loud. And before you jump on that sales call, you need to visualize it. And those sort of things, that sort of repetition and that practice and having scripts, while it might feel salesy, it actually just keeps you really focused and really clear on what it is you're trying to communicate. Mm, absolutely. And what about, um, I know one of the other points you were discussing in the article was about if you hate selling it, it won't sell. So you're obviously like, if you're really consumed by how uncomfortable you are in the moment, that's obviously going to give off a certain energy to someone who's not going to be necessarily convinced at that point then. Without a doubt. So they're going to sense your feelings. And naturally when you're on the phone or you're in person or on a Zoom call, people will mirror your emotions. So if you're a hundred percent sold on, on whatever it is that you're selling and they're going to pick up that emotion and they're going to become a hundred percent sold on it. But if you're stuck in these feelings of angst and anxiety and all you're thinking about is, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to name my price or I have to invite them into my program or I have if you're stuck in that kind of rut of thinking about how much you don't like the actual process of selling, then it's going to hold you back and it, it, and it won't sell because the other person is going to feel like, oh, well, this person isn't 100% confident on what they're selling. They don't know exactly what they're selling. They're clearly uncomfortable and they're going to pick up on those emotions and they're going to walk away uncomfortable and wondering what's wrong with your program and why you're not sold on it. Absolutely. And obviously another truth really then is, is what you're saying, like the only one responsible for this and, and making a change to this is you. So if you're uncomfortable about practicing in front of a mirror, you know, you kind of have to persevere. Are there any other ways we can try and cultivate this confidence within ourselves before we get on the phone or send that email? Yeah. So I think there's a few things that you can do to really um, help with that, with that confidence. And that's just getting sold on like yourself and your own experience Mm -hmm. and what everything that's really culminated to this point, that's brought you to this point in your career. So thinking about, um, you know, all those beautiful client testimonials that you've gotten or customer reviews that you've gotten, those all compound to really add up to why you're so good and so amazing at what you're doing. And so it's really comes down to your mindset, but calling back upon um, past experiences through client reviews, maybe media features, maybe um, some, you, you know, your qualifications, whatever it is that got you to this point in your career, I think a good amount of reflection can really help with your confidence. You know, you didn't land in this position by accident. You, there were intentional steps in the journey that have led you here. And so I think that sort of reflection can really help with your confidence and help you realize, you know, I'm, I'm not an imposter standing here. I'm, I'm really meant to be here and I'm actually fantastic at what I do. Yeah. That's such a powerful piece, isn't it? And I guess how we all come to that in terms of whether that's something that we can write down and stick, you know, in front of our desk, or it's something we can have in the notes of our phone in those moments, or if it is simply just a process of reflecting on it, that changes those patterns in our head so that we, we are sitting down with the client, we are cognizant of those we're remembering that and I think like that's the biggest problem with running a small business well one of challenges shouldn't say problem challenges is definitely that you are responsible for so many things all the time and the stress that comes from that can take away the idea that you're not in control of everything as well and I think reminding yourself 
of why you started this and, and what skills you have to start it and, and why people should sell your, sorry, buy your product or your service is such an essential part of this to remind yourself of that almost on a daily basis when things feel particularly hard. Would you agree with that? I think when things are really challenging and and business is feeling hard, I think that's the best time to kind of do that reflection and really recognize why you're in the position you're in and what uh, all the successes that have led you there. So without a doubt, I think that's sort of um, kind of woo-woo mindset work, but really all it is, is just reminding our brain of uh, reminding our conscious self of why, why we've made these these decisions and why we're so empowered to help others, whether it be through our products or, or through our services. And that's something I also like to go back to with sales that makes it feel less salesy is we're actually serving. Um, you know, I, I, especially with service-based businesses, I feel like people, um, have this belief that, you know, my customer gave me money and I'm just giving them my service in return and that's not enough. And whereas, you know, we would never go to a grocery store and give someone money and think, Oh, that's, that's not enough. That food is not enough. Or we'd never go to the shops and say that. And so I think also in service-based businesses, people are actually forgetting about the value they're exchanging for, for money. And so if you remember that, you know, you're, you're actually serving and you're actually providing a service or you're actually providing a product and going back to that whole serving mentality, rather than just thinking of it as a monetary exchange and and really understanding and believing that you're providing value. I think that helps immensely with getting out of that kind of uncomfortable rut. That's a fantastic point. And something that perhaps when we're, when we're establishing the why of our business that we need to be really mindful of including at that point, because that's really reminding us, as you say, this is not just an exchange of money for something. It's actually, yeah, where our value is in is in the service we are providing and literally helping another person to achieve their own goals. That's exactly it. And I think if we can just focus on service and value, it it takes away the the yuck and those kind of like, oh, quote unquote, used car salesman feelings. It takes away all of those icky feelings if we're really focusing on serving and value and and what the customer is actually receiving rather than just thinking of it as, yeah, kind of a monetary exchange. Absolutely. Now, I know that you do a lot of work with with women. I mean, it's predominantly women, isn't it, in your with your business? Yes. Yeah, about 80%. And we're about 60% women here on Flying Solo now as well, which is extraordinary. Um, And if you read any statistics around now about the small business space, it is women coming on through it, I think, at a rate like three times more than men. And we also then read there's a lot of rhetoric around how women have the issues with confidence. And so I'm wondering, in your experience, have you found that this this confidence issue related to sales is something that you would say is very common? I would say it's incredibly common. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would, nine out of 10 of my clients would struggle with some sort of confidence around selling, um, whether it be just not super sold on their packaging as in their second guessing what they're actually selling, or they maybe are just super uncomfortable about the sales process itself, mm-hmm. or they're super uncomfortable with just 
even thinking about, you know, putting a dollar value on something that they've created. And I mean, it also begs the question, I can imagine that issue around like when it's time to put your prices up, because we all come to that point eventually too. That's going to be a struggle here too, because essentially that is that sort of upselling yourself. Without a doubt, when it comes time to put up your prices, I I think a lot of people, once again, it becomes, you know, a new kind of level of your business. It's uncomfortable. It's a growth zone. So all of those kind of self-doubt and imposter syndrome things start rearing their head when it comes time to raise your prices. And so you just have to really focus on why it is that you need to raise your prices. Is it that you're, you know, booked out or you're sold out or you're at capacity or you're in such high demand? Like what is the reason that we need to to raise your prices? And I think if you understand kind of from your side of view um, why you're raising your prices, then then you just need to be really happy and confident with that decision. Because at the end of that the day, whether your product is too expensive expensive or too cheap has nothing to do with you and a hundred percent to do with your consumer. So there's always going to be people that are going to look at your thing and think, oh my gosh, what a bargain or think, oh wow, that's ridiculously expensive, but that has nothing to do with you. So I think it's just about being innately confident with your own pricing and thinking, yeah, I'm happy with that. That feels like a good exchange um, for the value that I'm giving and just being really confident around that because you're Consumers are all, always going to have different opinions and and you've just got to own that and be happy with what you're pricing yourself at. Absolutely. Such great advice. So you mentioned, Tori, before a course that you're running currently or one of the courses that you're running currently um, that sort of taps into this. Did you want to explain a little bit more about that and where we can, can sign up or get more information? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm actually just closing off round one this week and it's cultivating confidence to smash your sales. And so we go through everything from packaging. So the ladies get my feedback on their specific packaging and their pricing and their sales process. So we go through one by one your your sales process and, and how you're doing it and what your pitch is, as well as tackling things to overcome imposter syndrome and increase um, your confidence around selling. So it's a really fantastic group program. It's very small. I think I've capped the numbers at 10, 10 ladies. Um, But doors are opening again on April 15th. And so I'll be running it again. And it's a seven-week program. And it's really fantastic. If you've ever kind of thought about, you know, I need some help with with my selling or I need, I want to even explore business coaching and see how that could help my business. It's a really good way to kind of dip your toe in and start exploring these kind of like mindset aspects and increasing your confidence. And it's, yeah, it's it's an easy transition if you've never done coaching before. And it's a loving, supportive group environment, which is always fun when you have other people cheering you on. Absolutely. Sounds absolutely ideal. And the best place to find you is, is it your Facebook page, your LinkedIn page, your website? Uh, I'd say Instagram or Facebook. So either are uh, Tori.Kopke or Tori Kopke, the rural business coach. Fantastic. Tori, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and sharing all of that. And best of luck with your course. Thank you very much, Lucy. It was great being here today. 